You're listening to Lost and Sound, a podcast exploring music, identity, and the future. My name's Paul Hanford. I've always believed that one of the best ways we come together is through music. And through this series, I'm looking at how music can and is bringing us together now and in the future. From my base in Berlin, we'll be meeting artists from a range of disciplines from all across the world who are drawing on music right now, some already exploring new ways of doing this. Today, I meet one of Berlin's true techno legends, Ellen Alien. Hey, how is it going? I'm in Schöneberg this afternoon, which is kind of seen, I guess, as being a little bit more of like a old-fashioned part of town. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. I know that probably might sound a bit patronising. Um, but it's a part of town. It's beautiful here. And it's a part of town that in the 70s and 80s played a real key role in, in the setting up of what we experience now here is the music culture here. A lot of the artists whose influences went on started out here it's where bowie lived somewhere around here i don't know the name of the street without googling it but i came here today because the interview you're about to hear is with an artist who also started out in this part of town ellen alien is part punk part cosmic being from the early 90s as a resident in iconic venues like bunker and Trezor to setting up her own label, B-Pitch, and releasing her own instantly recognisable music. She's as much part of Berlin's techno landscape as weekend-long opening times and that queasy uncertainty that you might not get into the club you've just spent the last hour queuing up for. She's both a world-touring techno icon and a unique homegrown hero. And one of the things that got me through lockdown were the streams that she started posting of her DJ sets on her own balcony. There was something so uplifting to be had watching an artist having fun and making the best of a situation. I met up with her in person at her record company HQ in Prenzlauerberg. <laughs> Can I ask you to count a few numbers? So? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, that's about good. Do you mind if I keep the headphones on? It just helps me. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a DJ now. Okay, brilliant. I used to be a DJ. But ah, that's I, why you like the headphones. Yeah. That's I, why you have those ones. <laughs> <laughs> My joke is I'm the only... I used to be a DJ in London. I'm the only person to move to Berlin to stop being a DJ. Oh, no, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, how, has, how has this year been for you? 
Actually, I, I started January in Mexico, uh, touring in, in Mexico, end of the year. I did some shows in little towns, also in Mexico City, in uh, Cholula. There's also a hot spicy sauce uh, named by by the city. Right, did you manage to get a few bottles? Of yeah, I managed to get some bottles and of course I tried the original one yeah. uh, and then the, in the, in the industrial one, so from the industry. Oh, people. I see. So it's the, it's the, a, it's a, it's a town source. Yeah, it's a town. Cholula is a town in, uh, close by Mexico City, like two hours in the mountains and they have very good beef and uh, also meat. And they produce this beautiful, hot, spicy sauce. Mm. It's my favorite sauce. Uh, yeah, it, it's called by the city also. <laughs> so I played in a little uh, backward, and uh, uh, like for 200 people, like very crazy people screaming all the time. And I played very hard techno. Mm. I felt like, oh, maybe I can't play techno here. But no, they loved it. So anyway, so I, I played in Mexico January, February. And then... I came back, clo uh, shut down. And I, I didn't realize what's going on, actually. Right. Because I wasn't checking any news right. while, while I've been there. Uh, because I wanted to switch out of the city life. Yeah. And then I came back and then, okay, reality back, city life, corona, COVID bitch. <laughs> uh, so, so far, crying. <laughs> so this was, a, you You were kind of, you became aware of it when it was already locked down and you were... Yes, I, yeah, exactly. I understood what's going on when I came back when there was a lockdown. And where the lockdown, I, I bought a bike uh, and start biking in my area every day. So I start um, realizing, okay, my tour plan is over. It's done. Right. There is no touring. So bike out, so biking, and then I, I, I seen my city from another view, like with a bike, staying outside a lot, hanging out with my friends, getting drunk on my carpets, <laughs> 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 listening to podcasts, listening a lot of music, and yeah, then uh, why the lockdown? We decided at Beepitch to bring out my album, uh, bringing out my album earlier. Mm. It was like, uh, we said, like, we thought it would come out in September, autumn or winter, but then we, we changed the release date and we're out in June, June and summer. Yeah. Because we said, okay, in autumn, winter, so much music will come out and now this is a soundtrack for the time. So let's bring out now maybe first digital and streaming and then later mm. vinyl and CDs. It's, this vinyl is out now. Of course, it's not easy to sell it because the shipping, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Some shops are closed. But uh, we said it's not about sales always. also about the moment of art, you know, yeah. what's going on. I just came back from Hamburg Bahnhof. There's a very nice exhibition from different artists. Um, it was so intense for me to see art again, you know, after so many months. Was this your first exhibition? It was my first exhibition yeah. after a while. I even I didn't watch so much movies also. I, That's I, I, was, I was more into music mm. and sporty things. Um, yeah, it was really nice. They, they have some nice... Uh, Short movies, very emotional. Mm. It was very nice. At the exhibition. Yeah, yeah, I just came back from there. Also nice to be in a building, like big building with paintings and art just. You know, now when we are like, I slept a lot, so I'm very relaxed. So I can, um, I feel things better now. 
like because not on the run. Do you mean, obviously you've kind of, a lot of artists I've spoken to have had the same thing as well, like maybe for the first time in years of this sense of slowing down. Yeah. Being able to kind of just like, Jesus, don't have to kind of like do three gigs at the weekend. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And normally in summer you have four, five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so now it's my holiday vacation in Berlin. And actually I'm here since March now. Now we have September. <laughs> Does it feel like wow. <laughs> It's crazy. Now I played in Poland, I played in Paris, I played mm. in Italy. So sometimes I had some gigs. We, I played in, at Ed, we did one event, UFO Rave. It was really nice. Very now, emotional. I cried actually when I, I played. I can imagine. Was that, was that the first one you had done? Mm. Yeah. No, I'm done in the first one. Right. And what, did that, was that emotional for you? I mean, your music's very emotional I had anyway, tears in but... my, I had tears in my eyes. Because I saw the people and then I realized, oh my God, everybody has masks on. Yeah. It was very scary. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is I, I met a person like on, um, in May, end of May, I met a guy I know from the 90s. But he starts going out of the techno scene. He's more in punk and stuff and uh, concerts. So I didn't see him around. Sometimes I saw him somewhere far away or something. So we, 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 we fall in love. Oh, so oh, I lovely. have a, now see, yeah. I have my Berliner since since many years. My first German man. Really? Yeah, I've been That's... with the Italian, with the French right. one because yeah. when you travel, you meet many people mm. and. Um, I mean, I had always long relationships, but not to to a German person. Yeah. So now I'm in love with a German man. It's actually, <laughs> it feels like my biggest love since ever. That's a lovely kind of like, so it's been quite, <laughs> sounds like it's been a very enriching, calm, mellow time for you in a lot of ways this last. Yeah, I mean, I love my life, yeah. DJing and, and um, playing around. Of course, when you are in your own city again, different things happening you know yeah um of course you have a i have a different life now than before mm. um but i try to enjoy it and um not suffering too much that actually my music life is taking away from from corona or for the yeah for the solche So yes, you're right in thinking that the music that's coming up every now and then in this episode is by Ellen Alien. And it's a track from her new album, Aura, Walking in the Dark. I love the way, like, you know, for you, music is kind of, it does have dimensions that are kind of vibrational and does feel it's not just a straightforward thing, you know. I know. When did, when did you first have an experience of music that made you go, <laughs> ah, but I think this this was already when I was really small. I mean, I remember when I was really small before I made music mm. or tried to make music. Um, I remember the birthdays or like especially uh, things at home where my mother puts the radio very loud on my sister or my family, or when we when we had this. Uh, 
home vibes, singing songs like uh, for Christmas, all the Christmas songs, singing together, mm. you know, in a family. Yeah. And this things, this moments were my most happy moments with the family, like not playing, not eating, not what you do every day, but if you sing together or dancing, smiling, this. I remember so much, you know, mm -hmm. those moments where you just switch out uh, into music and something new happened. And this I remember when I was really, really small. Yeah. So music was, since the beginning, since I remember music, something uh, which made me always happy, happy, sad, or it was the soundtrack of my feelings, where I could feel things more than talking about my feelings, uh, where I could explore myself more. And just since ever, and um, that's why I think uh, I start making music. Yeah. Because this was a way I, I, I could dream, or I can change my mood by myself with tones. And this was something I, uh, which made my life more uh, powerful and more intense. You know, I had many, many times uh, boring moments after the school, Uh, where, where I said, okay, what I'm doing now? Seeing my friends. Oh, my sister is not here. Mm, my sister is not there. What I'm doing now? Home alone. Many people had no telephone in the past, you know. Yeah. So I had to go to my neighbors. If my friend was not there, mm, what should I do? Home? Okay, I put music on and I start putting the, the clothes for my sister or my mother on, makeup, and then then I dance like in front of a mirror like the pop stars. Yeah. Things like this, yeah. you know. And this was most my happy moments alone, you know, yeah. or uh, putting just the records on in bed, listening to this, or dancing, or with my friends dancing, or so, or moments when um, I had to Owen home, and there was a songbook um, with all this German uh, classic uh, songs, like Alle meine Entchen, all, mm. all those things, you know. And I started playing the notes by myself, singing the song and finding the notes on the organ and watching the notes and then I understood the notes. Mm. Things like this, you know, and just add all this, uh, yeah, just pleasure moments, you know. What was your sort of way into finding that music could be something that you could do? I always did music, you know, like when as a child, like listen music or somebody from my family, uh, he he had ju jukeboxes and, and bars and uh, They gave me always the old singles. Mm. Um, so my room was full of records. Oh, with the with the middle bits taken out from the jukebox, mm. yeah. Seven inches. Yeah. So I was living in a squad when I was 18. And where was this? This was in Schöneberg. Right, yeah. And um, I was living there with my boyfriend. He was... He produced uh, raga bands. He, he was half black. Mm. And uh, black music, like funk and soul. Actually, we were sleeping in a, in a in a box where he recorded vocals. Right. It was also our yeah. uh, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so at least it was soundproofed. Yeah, it was soundproof. We slept inside, <laughs> and uh, so um, and we had a cellar and uh, all the house. We shared the cellar, um, making music. There was a bass, mm. guitar, drums, so. Yeah, I started my, my, my artist life actually there, I would say, living in a squad, 
being surrounded by artists and uh, learning to be not afraid living out of the hand, you know, living uh, with something I don't know what will happen yeah. in the future. So, um, and then I start studying uh, dance and acrobatics. So I start my artist life there and from there in this area where the squad was, um, there started also the new scene of the future techno scene. It was a kind of area where all the things started from the 80s yeah. until end of the no, until 95 or something 94 there was a scene so you're talking about like so this was kind of techno was coming through and but before then there was kind of like a kind of anarcho punk kind of thing punk uh, um, and no it was like they had some bars like Fischlabor it was a bar where the meeting point of all Uh, kind of different DJs and at Fischlabor they start off in the UFO Club. UFO Club was the first oh, techno yeah. club in Schöneberg mm. and the same owner opened the Tresor. Yeah. Dimitri Egemann and Achim Kohlenberger. And I worked in the bar for, of them at Fischlabor behind the bar and I start also DJing there. So everything started there in Schöneberg and then everything moved in to the east. And there I met all the people which now are in books, <laughs> which are really important now, like mm -hmm. Motto, the creator of Love Parade or Tanut or whatever. And we start working together. And, um, yeah. This is like, it's, it's sort of it's, like... It's a very natural uh, story. Actually, the way I became a DJ... Um, It's like a really like a street story, like like a like a street girl um, or um, meeting other artists, sharing vibes and ideas, and creating something new. Yeah, and yeah, it always sounds so like it's one of those things that's already like kind of being mythologized, you know, like the, the these people kind of coming together, like, like a bit like say like New York in the 70s or something like that. Yeah, it was like, like in New York in the 70s yeah. or in London in the 80s, or oh, 90s yeah. also. Yeah. I mean, it's, of course, when the war came down, it was also a completely new, uh, powerful moment mm. um, that so many different people could meet together and, sharing new ideas and having this extremely need of a new Berlin because we all grew up the other side with the communism like everything was forbidden this you can't do or that you can do here's a community blah 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 and in the west it was really military very uh, second war was really close yeah so mo the parents mostly born in the second war or after mm. so it was a big drama mm. and so for us it was like we need something new we need new energy we are we are not we are not this generation of uh suffering still about the second war yeah Because we wanted to go out of this because we grew up with a history uh in a, in a history school we all watched this uh second war movies how they killed the Jewish, and I mean, it was good they showed us, but it was horrible, you know, it was like horrible to see that. I couldn't watch that, I cried every time yeah. I had to go out. 
uh, of the schoolroom. So when the wall came down, it was clear. Now, now a new Germany, please, a new Berlin. Mm. You know, it was that's why the love parade became so big, and that's why everybody said peace, love. It was not only peace, love. It was like uh, to say, ah, let's go out of the drama of the second war. Yeah. Let's create something new with new energy. And you know, that's why everybody talked about love and uh, peace and yeah. freedom. And like the the this music came along around that time as well. It must have yeah, been so was, interconnected. Yeah, in the eighties, this like in Chicago, you know, this mm. uh, Chicago house, Neudeutsche Welle, we had at the same time here, mm. kind of same music a little bit, yeah. Um, and then in UK, acid house pop orientated with breakbeats, mixed with Chicago house, you know, mm. um, all the things mixed up or oh, I mean it was just electronic music with, with 90988 and acid you know vocals on top or sampled yeah you know we all use the same instruments made it a little bit different but at the same time club scene became here huge and then the big sellout came the club scene became smaller it was a very depressive moment from 96 until 99 it was like a dark moment of the music because it was nothing new happened and then it was like a drama mm. because nothing new happened the hype was over what what's next? Nothing was next. <laughs> so is it? Did you have like a kind of quiet few years? Yeah, it was a quiet few years, yeah. and some clubs closed. So the church either closed. So and then many many DJs start producing, doing labels because the club scene was really small, and we felt like okay, we have to, we have to create. If you don't create, we don't bring it back the feelings. So we just created. Uh, tunes we lived in this club moment from 92 until 96 like it was just four years like yeah. pow- four, four years power years of the club scene like really intense and then we just produced the music we lived and then uh, the world listened to our music and then uh they start inviting us uh, in other countries, and Berlin became a very important uh, spot to visit or to understand what we had to say. Or they saw us, the word saw us again. Or, I mean, I felt like the export of Berlin <laughs> a while, you know. And I had to say, tell them always oh, the same story, and then I thought, fuck, here's a fucking hype going on. Yeah. There's ever a point when you realize I, I, Yeah, in every fucking country I'm going to ask the same question. Yeah. Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, yeah, we had no closing times and the club scene became very big again. Mm. Many amo- amazing people moved to Berlin, open clubs like the Bergheim people, they're not from Berlin, you know. Mm. Or also, Demi Regemann from, from Tresor wasn't born in Berlin, he moved here because yeah. to, to create. So, 
many amazing people move to Berlin to open clubs, bars, restaurants, galleries, making music. And be, 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 uh, I always say, if people come here and uh, create and bring something into the city, they are really welcome. But if people come here just buy properties and leave, and the, and the, the place is empty, it, it makes no sense. Mm. Um, which happened now. And, uh, yeah, if artists move here and bring something into the city, I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah. Which happened also, you know, many amazing people came here and really did a lot for the city and left. And even if you're just visiting, I know many people come, uh, they visited, they, they partied and they were really important for me also to be a part of the scene, just being there. Yeah. And enjoying music, you know, and they left the city again. Yeah. Because after some years, five years, being in clubs all the time, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely can yeah. kill you <laughs> or not. How, or how a lot of inspiration. Managed, how has it managed to be so fresh for you? How does it remain fresh for you? I mean, clapping for me gives me a lot of energy, and um, it's not killing me because I'm not. I'm not doing things maßlos. Uh, was heißt maßlos auf Englisch? Scheiße. Also maßlos. Maßlos. Without limits? Or yeah, I'm not a person without limits. Right, yeah. Um, so I know my limits and I don't like people if they don't feel their limits. Yeah. I'm not so excessive too much. I mean, I, I like I like extreme life. Hmm. I go to my limits, but if it's too too excessive... You kill yourself and I'm not, I don't want to kill others and I don't want to kill myself or, or I don't want to lose my mind. Mm. And I want to, I want to feel things. And if I think if you go to, to, if you go out of your body or out of your mind, you can't feel things intensely enough. And this is boring for me. And if something controls me too much, I'm bored. Just very simple, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, it's good that you have this kind of instinct. Then I mean, is it I like to use things, mushrooms or LSD. Mm. It's amazing. It opens your mind, and it gives me. Um, if I take mushrooms, I I don't need to take it again after for months. I can take it again, but I don't need it to take it uh, next weekend. Right, because yeah. I'm living out of this for a long time, mm. and I can I have flashbacks, and I can put it in my life it always comes back same mm. with LSD I know people that take all the time LSD I like ah, how you can do that I mean uh, for me if I take it every year every four years or ten years it comes always back I haven't taken it for about 15 years but I can still vividly remember you know I feel like I I feel like I had something that kind of informed the rest of my life yeah yeah really. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like, I mean, I had a, a very interesting moment also with my new boyfriend. Um, we, we had a little holiday vacation for our birthdays because we have a same week birthday. And then we came back to Berlin and we just lay down in bed like, um, hacking, like, and then I, we felt like next day we said, we talked about it and we said, boy, I felt like flying with you. It was like, um, like, um, Meditation. Said, yeah. It was the same for me. I, I said, it's funny that it was for you. You were, it was like, uh, you vibrated. 
by writing yeah. together. And you can do that also without, you know, just with, mm. with the nature or with the, somebody you really love or with friends. You can do, do so many things without taking drugs or just by yourself. I think this is very important to impress yourself and others or nature things which we lost in the capitalism in the capitalistic world um which they try to take us away from it to focus on blink blink mm -hmm. you know uh and uh there's a lot of blink blink in nature <laughs> <laughs> the original blink, blink. The, the original blink blink is maybe more intense than the blink blink <laughs> and, and isn't that some one of the greatest things that music can do and uh, particularly sort of repetitive music as well is is that kind of connects you to this kind of, like you say, this kind of vibrating and this. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Also, if you listen to a voice, if the uh, voice is, uh, if, the, if the writer is playing with the lyrics and you can hear the emotion in the voice, mm. the character, and it's, it's touching you because um, it goes deeply inside of your soul, you know, in your veins. Listening a beautiful song, I mean, mm. wow! <laughs> it is. It's food, uh, even, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, even without a vocal, uh, yeah, just the instruments, how they played with small tones or whatever kind of tones, doing something to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so much pleasure without uh, buying things. <laughs> totally, but the buying things is just the quickest, cheapest, guaranteed way to get like a short blast of. It's a Pleasure. short thing. It's so short. You buy it and then you have it. Yeah. After two days, it's over. With some things, no. Yeah. I've, I've sang things I have since ever. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I have one code, a very long code, warm code. And every time I take it out for winter, I'm so happy because it looks so good still. <laughs> because it's timeless. I love yeah. timeless things. Mm. If something's timeless, I love it. Yeah. Coats are a really good one for that, actually, as well. Shoes, coats, yeah. timeless coats, or trousers, maybe even skirts. A few tables, maybe. You get a few tables like that. I yeah. Think, you know. Also, I have a very beautiful, um, in my flat, uh, took me, took me, it took me years to, now I'm living in my flat 12 years, and it took me 12 years to, that I can say now I have, Many nice, beautiful things in my flat that I feel so much home. And it took me years to find a carpet. And then I found a very beautiful carpet in pink, turquoise, and very colorful, uh, with colorful patterns. It makes me so happy every time I arrive in my flat and I see the carpet. <laughs> and yeah. it's so funny. Every time a dog visits my, my mm. flat, the dog is rolling. Doesn't matter which kind of dog. Animals, they love this carpet too. They are rolling on the carpets. And the owners of the dogs always think, hey, it's unbelievable what the dog is doing. <laughs> and every fucking dog did that. It's a lucky, lucky carpet. <laughs> it's, a, the dog, it's got dog magic to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And like talking about your house, it's like one of the things I've really loved, like in terms of being online this year, is like your rooftop sets. Ah, yeah, the balcony sets. Yeah, no, totally. It, it feels, and there's such a kind of joyful energy that comes through uh, when they go on. With It looks like it's something that you just kind of thought, I've got a balcony, I've got, like, decks, I'm just going to do. Did it, 
but it now feels like it's a bit of a thing. No, it was like the first, um, actually the first streaming I did. Marcus, my best friend, he was working also at Beepage. Um, he, he was in my flat and I felt so depressed. It was Sunday. I said, fuck, another weekend. I'm not playing. <laughs> I feel so depressed. It's so terrible. This fucking COVID-19 bitch took my life away as a DJ. And he said, why are you not doing Instagram or... Uh, um, streaming let's do it now and then we did it just you know mm. um, and then so many people and she checked and people freaking out she's checking like, <laughs> and everybody's so happy because nobody had something to, everybody was home and um, also I looked I looked one uh, streaming all the time from um, nee. Groove Der war auch auf Monkey Town. Um, warte mal kurz. It's important, das Name. Yeah. Be good to, good, good to, good to big, big the artist up. Edison Groove. Okay. okay. What it is? Yeah. Uh, I watch always Edison Groove, uh, his streamings, and he made me so happy also. At night, he starts just making sessions, and I'm in my bed listening to him. And he he took me away from my depressions <laughs> because he played so funny music and mixed music. And anyway, so I did the streaming and then um, I seen the reaction on people. I felt so happy to play music again. And then another time on, it was sunny outside. I was like depressed again. Let's put just a table outside. Turn uh, CDJs and I did my first streaming just on Instagram and it was so much fun. Yeah. And so nice un under the sky. And then we did it on Facebook again mm. uh, three times now because it was so much, uh, so good energy and the people loved it. And I, for me, it was like under the sky playing on my rooftop. And also nobody, my, my, my neighbors watched and uh, said hi. And then my neighbors uh, came and said, oh, yesterday you did your rooftop thing again. We, we watched it and listened to you. Opened the window and we saw it on Facebook. It was like just um, out of the blue. And then we did it a few times again because it was just so much time and so good reaction. Yeah. And it was not about like business plan or whatever. It was just really like um, out of the blue. I think you get that real energy from what from watching it. It just feels really spontaneous and happy. spontaneous. And the, the guy who's dancing in my in the video is my flatmate actually. Yeah, he's coming always with me, and he's also DJing uh, hobby wise. And so, and he liked to put girl dress on to be seen and dancing with me. <laughs> so <laughs> we are a very good couple, <laughs> dancing couple. We always go also out together at Beckham dancing or wherever. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And when he's DJing home and dancing also, I'm so happy you listen his when he's DJing, you know, we're just sharing music. And what would you say was the thing you're looking forward to the most? Say the vaccine comes, you know, very soon. In a in a positive, optimistic world, what what would you look forward to doing the most? I mean, important that the government is not closing down music and mm. let us work. And uh, uh, finding ways that um, not everybody's dying here in the scene because many people, clubs closing, shops closing, so they have to find 
so to, um, they can't do this hard rules. They have to invest money to control whether the people they are sick. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can, I don't know. Of course, we need uh, the vaccine that uh, every party feels a bit more safe. We don't know how long it takes. We want to have our lives back. Yeah. I don't want to see people dying or mm. the, all their businesses, small business. The worst is if there's more HM, more Zara and all this shit. We don't want that. Yeah. I want to buy my bread in a small shop, not in a fucking uh, industry shit China made uh, wheat bullshit. Yeah, I was cycling here and I live in Kreuzberg and the way I went through was along Friedrichstrasse. And then for, for that 10 minute cycle, I could be in any city in the world. You know, it's like there's all the H&Ms and the, the big stores. And it's it's like, what you know, and I think one of the things that Berlin does have that, you know, is, is just more independence than most other yeah. places that I know. And it's, it really kills the independent uh, scene or the music scene, the art scene. And I mean, if there are problems in the world, the art scene is growing in their minds and uh, there's always good art, you know, art is never dying, of course. But yeah, my, I, I can't wait when we are back. But meanwhile, I, I'm doing music, I'm doing projects. Let's see what's coming out, but I'm not stressing myself out. I can live with not much money. I can ask people also to give me money if I need money. I'm thinking how I can help maybe people doing maybe some projects, not just paying for something, helping people, maybe going somewhere, helping with myself, with my own hands. I have to think what I want to do. Maybe in winter, people, when they live outside to help, Yeah. Maybe giving them food or cooking with them, but going there. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do when it's getting colder. This is maybe a good thing, not only pay money for help. Definitely. Give it back. Mm. Ellen, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Ellen Alien. I absolutely loved the energy of chatting with her. Um, she was a little bit late into the interview. I was sat in the offices for her record company, B-Pitch, and there was a little bit of a twiddling thumbs moment. You know, like her, her, the people she works with were kind of just getting on with their day on their computers. And I was kind of just sat in a chair. And then suddenly she kind of comes in and she brings this real like star quality energy with her just in the way she moves and, and the way she takes, she sort and the way she kind of has space around her. Yeah. It's combined with like a real Berlin no-nonsenseness. Like she is as Berlin as she is she is sort of like cosmic. You know, there's this kind of weird combination of down-to-earthness and just otherworldliness, which I think has become like her trademark in a way. And I feel so grateful and so honoured to have spent that little bit of time with her opening up to me about just how she's had this year, really, in such a kind of open and honest way.
been listening to Lost and Sound, written and produced by me, Paul Hanford. Title music by ESO. You also heard Walking in the Dark by Ellen Alien from her new album, Aura, and that is on her B-Pitch label. Thanks to Kieran Yates in the UK for mastering the levels. And this episode is being hosted by Bear Radio. And you can check out other English language podcasts from Berlin by going on bearradio.org. And if you enjoyed listening, please hit subscribe and leave a comment. Believe me, it really helps. And also, if you'd like to help with the production costs of making Lost and Sound, you can buy me a digital coffee on coffee.com. There's a link in the socials. Take care and speak to you soon.